I'm tasting young wood and old wood. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. But do you also taste some Viagra wood? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> There's that old wood. Welcome, everyone, to episode 47 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We are your host, Michael, Anthony, and Stephen. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm just trying to recover from post-Christmas activities. Oh, yeah. This time of the year, that kind of lull that you get, I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's kind of somewhere between a food coma, too much alcohol, maybe, and just too much excitement. So before Christmas, we have to kind of purge the house a little bit of broken toys, toys no one plays with, for the onslaught of new, exciting, <laughs> bulky, lots of room taking yes items. <laughs> I chuckled over here because we legit did that at my house. Yep. We sat down and cleaned all, all the kids' toys, trying our best to make room for what we knew was coming, and... I looked at my wife and I said, well, we're blessed and everything. I said, but what are we going to do with all this? We always give them like a bag or a box and force them to, uh, you know, get rid of what they don't like voluntarily before before we go through it. This is a good idea. Yeah. And either we just trash it. She tries to sell like one or two items that may have all the pieces and then we just give the rest of it away to Goodwill. And right now, I mean, the house looks like it just vomited Christmas presents everywhere. <laughs> and we're trying to get things in place, but of course they're bigger, newer. Oh, yeah. And just, we don't know where to put them. Well, we try to put things away. I don't know if this happens in your house. Well, yeah, I know it happens in your house because I just walked through the you know the front door and <laughs> came down here to record and I saw the toys everywhere. But we'll put things away. My wife and I are feeling good about ourselves. And then next thing you know, um, you know, when I say next thing, you know, I'm talking like 30, 40 minutes later, everything we put away is out again yeah. and then 10 more things. And yep. so that's what the house looked like tonight before I left, yeah. just covered in toys. And the other thing I'm trying to get used to is not listening to Christmas music for two months. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. The Christmas music or right now my kids are on the chipmunks. Oh God. And so all they want to do is listen to chipmunk songs. But when they got the chipmunks Christmas music, then it's even worse. But... I mean, yeah, I'm kind of happy to put the Christmas music away this year. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things like, oh, it's fun. You'll listen to it. And then it's like, you know, it's just been on for so long. Yeah. And it's just kind of like you're in the car and that's what you're listening to. But now, you know, it's off. So I was forced to listen to normal radio. And I was like, oh, there's a song I haven't heard in a while. And I was listening to it. And then like literening to minutes into like listening to the radio, I was like, oh, same stuff. I'm bored. <laughs> You're like, I didn't want the Christmas music. And now I got the regular radio back. And, and I'm, I'm salty. There. I'm over there going through all six presets. And I'm like, ah, where's the Christmas music? There's something to put on. You're like, rocking around yeah, the Christmas exactly. tree. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that and uh, I'm trying to lose weight from, I think I inhaled three bottles of bourbon cream oh yeah over the last like couple days it's just so easy to put down and i found something out so you know you if found out bourbon cream will make you gain weight <laughs> that is the first thing okay the second thing is so everyone wants the buffalo trace uh bourbon cream yeah okay i walked into kroger probably a couple weeks ago and i think their rep was there rep. maybe republic national or whoever it is yeah, whoever yeah. and so they were out of the buffalo trace and they told me to pick up the uh they said the kroger bourbon cream 
Was that Stonehammer? That's the Stonehammer. Oh, nice. Is bottled in the same place as the Buffalo Trace. Oh. I was like, sure, I'll pick up a bottle. It was only 2 or $3 cheaper, you know, at the time than Buffalo Trace. So I tried it. I was like, oh, it's good. And so I was able, I was lucky enough to have like one more pour left before I opened up the Buffalo Trace. Okay. And so I really got a side-by-side comparison. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Have I been wasting money all these years? They are damn close. Are you serious? Like, I think there might be a hair difference in the Buffalo Trace. And I don't know if the hair is better or worse, put okay. it that way, than the Stonehammer. Okay. And so if you see if if, if you can save yourself a few bucks and you're going to go through a couple balls, the Kroger was excellent. That's something to consider now. And I also know that this isn't this the first year that Jim Beam has put out a... Uh, I didn't yeah. get to try it. I, I, I got I got one of the Kroger and I got two of the Buffalo Trace, and so that's what I've been working on. Okay, and but I haven't. I was actually wanting to get a couple more bottles of the other stuff, but uh, I think my belly can't handle anymore. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I know I mentioned in a previous episode that I like the Barton uh, chocolate ball, bourbon ball. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's good. That's I didn't see it a lot of it though. It came out like really early fall here, mm-hmm. and then it never restocked for Christmas, which was very weird. So. But other than drinking too much bourbon cream, did you get anything for Christmas that was exciting? I got, I got a nice bottle of Woodford Reserve. Oh, nice. Um, other than that, just some other odds and ends that I got. That underwear and... Uh, socks. Socks and those <laughs> kind of things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually... Um, so this is kind of funny. You talked about wanting to lose weight. I was talking about wanting to lose weight. My brothers and I are actually talking about doing a monetary challenge. We're all putting in like an amount of money we haven't decided yet. My dad maybe as well. And we're going to see who can lose the most weight by Ooh. family vacation in July. So yes. I'm motivated now, you know, that intr- extrinsic motivation works for mm-hmm. me. So on the heels of this whole thing about wanting to lose weight, I opened my big gift for my wife and it's a Bartesian uh, cocktail oh, maker. <laughs> so, so you got one of those. Yeah. So this thing is like the Keurig of alcohol. I don't know if you've seen them. They're I pretty have. cool. Yeah. It's like, so, a, so, uh, did like a little sample pack come with it? Yeah, she bought like this sample pack. It had like whiskey sour and cosmopolitan and margaritas and all, all kinds of stuff, like stuff I don't typically would, you know, drink all the time. And so we've we've used it one time since Christmas and it, it makes pretty good drinks. I'm not going to lie. You can make them like in strong or regular or so mocktail kinda, even. Kind of like a, a Keurig. It's kind of like a Keurig, but um, the one thing I did notice is that the drinks, in my opinion, sometimes still need to doctor up a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. Is this one of the things like a, uh, like just it's all in one capsule or do you provide like the alcohol part of it? So there's like four bottles that sit on the outside of this and you fill them with the the spirit that's on there. So it's whiskey, vodka, it's rum or gin is in the same slot. And the other slot is um, tequila. tequila okay. Yeah. And so you put the pot in. And that pod contains the mixture of whatever drink you're having. And there's also a water reservoir. So it mixes the water, the concentrate, and the alcohol all at the same time and pours it into a glass for you. And so so it's it's pretty cool. So did it provide the alcohol part of it? No, you know, you provide the alcohol. So you put whatever quality of alcohol in there you want. Exactly. And it it mixes the other stuff into it. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to lose a lot of weight with that in the house, right? <laughs> no like, oh, it's, uh, you know, been a hard day. Let me have like five whiskey sours in an old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> or just hit me up a, you know, a couple more margaritas on the rocks. There you go. Right. Yeah. A couple more. I, I got to know what's going to happen now. You're going to be over my house now trying to use the cocktail maker, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> 
But you know what's funny about gift giving um, and alcohol? Um, you mentioned Woodford Reserve, and I'm talking about the Bartesian thing. When you know, when we're really into bourbon, and people know that it's hard for people to get gifts that you want. So, I mean, I don't know. Did anybody ask you anything? No. I wondered because my family sometimes will ask me questions. I get questions from people from afar as well. So, one of our listeners in Columbus, who's named Ashley, by the way. Um, so we got all Ashleys everywhere, right? Um, it's an old friend of mine, um, and she had contacted me uh, and asked me about you know the smoking stuff, like the devices used to smoke drinks, like mm-hmm. smoke guns or smoke chips. And so I had a recommendation for for her and. Um, I was just thinking to myself, like, here's where we got with bourbon when people are asking me uh, my recommendation on these things. And I don't know a whole lot about them. I mean, I know enough about them, but it's uh, it's hard to buy the gifts for the bourbon connoisseur. It's just a hard category. We should have a whole episode on that at some point in time. What do you think? You know, I see those those uh, short those video shorts of like, you know, the blowtorch and the wood and the cap and the, the old fashioned or the, you know, the, the poor. Yeah. And let it sit there. And I don't know if those even interest me because... I guess I've had such a bad experience with scotch. Okay. And I hate the smoke. Yeah. Flavor. And, and, I'm, and I'm wondering if that's the same thing or if it's different. Like, because of my experience, I don't even want to try that. But yet I'm, I may like it oddly for some weird reason. Yeah. You know, I've not been one of those people either. This is very sacrilegious. I'll just put it out there and then everybody can stop listening and get angry with me. But like, I'm not a huge cigar guy with bourbon like it's a one once in a while thing for me and i also don't like you think that i enjoy i like to sip bourbon neat i like to put it on the rocks i do like certain bourbon cocktails but i'm not like i don't get too adventurous and so i'm also kind of based on what you're saying with the smoke flavor potentially i'm not sure if i'd like that but i know it's a hot thing right now a lot of people are are doing it talking about it it's just a very yeah. Trendy thing, and I'd like to know how it tastes. I mean, it'd be awful for me if they smoked it and garnish it with some peat. <laughs> that just that does not have my number in whatsoever. <laughs> well, well, before we get to this week's bottle, uh, I wanted to make a little announcement. We're trying to get more people to review us on an Apple Podcast. So whoever you know, whoever reviews us, we'll go ahead and give you a shout out on the podcast. So we wanted to give a shout out to Landon this week. Yep, for his uh, very very gracious and kind uh, words on Apple podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Landon's been a, a, a great listener and uh, we love hearing from him. Right. So if you guys, if you guys enjoy us and you haven't uh, reviewed us yet on Apple podcast, go ahead and do that for us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And we really appreciate you guys spending, you know, new year's Eve with us too. Cause that means a <laughs> that lot. True. I mean, come that on. True. <laughs> well, for this week we have a bottle of Noah's mill bourbon. Yeah. So Noah's mill is uh, distilled by, the Willett Distillery, um, also known as Kentucky Bourbon Distillers uh, previously. The bottle date is 2021. The ABV on this one is 57.15. Uh, proof is 114.3. This is a non-age stated bourbon, but um, if you look at all the different press releases or different ways that people write about this on the internet, it's non-age stated, but it's anywhere from 4 to 15 to 20 years old, so it's a blend. The mash bill is unknown because it's a Willet product. They have a lot of different things that they're distilling there, and they have a lot of different things that they've sourced. Um, and the MSRP on this one is $60. All right, first off, this bottle. I can't tell you how many times I've seen this and its younger brethren. Uh, Rowan's Creek. Rowan's Creek. You just pass them on the shelves. Yep, they just sit there. They too. sit there, and it's 
just this nonchalant bottle that's usually sitting on like a top shelf out of your, you know, line of sight. And it's got this simple, you know, it's very, very cool, like old fashioned, like drawn label, you know, the old fashioned scene in the country. But I can't tell you how many times you pass this up. Yeah. And you just, because there's usually only one row of them. It's not like there's two, three, four of them. Just one little row and top shelf along with everything else. And you just pass it up. Very interesting bottle because the bottle's tinted. Is that green or brown? I would say it's a green or like a yellowish. Yeah. Um, well, you're asking a colorblind guy. That's true. Here, so what, what it's not happening here. But it's definitely tinted. Yeah, it's tinted and it gives it like a nice, it almost looks like a tea, like an iced tea or tea uh, yes. bourbon inside color. I think going back to what you were saying about that, the label, it's the way it's printed, it's very antique looking. Mm-hmm. And it looks very old, like old Kentucky. Like you can imagine some place that you could happen upon in Kentucky that might look like this. It, it looks like it should, have, it should be on a doily. <laughs> And that's the problem. <laughs> that's right. I was going to say that it's just such a plain looking, nothing stands out about it. It's so old timey that it's like just kind of uh, frozen in time. And maybe if you pass it, you're like, uh, what's that? Noah's Mill. Um, yeah. It doesn't look like anything I would drink. Right. Right. But yeah. there's nothing old timey about the proof of this thing. Oh yeah. 114.3. So this is the genuine bourbon whiskey handmade in the hills of Kentucky. That's that's pretty interesting. Where it's it's handmade in the hills. That's what it says. Yeah, I wonder what hills they're talking about. And then the other thing is, if you look on the side here, it has this little. It's like a batch number, and so this one says twenty one. I would say it's twenty one fifty one. Twenty one fifty one. It just says that this is small batch bourbon, handmade in Kentucky, aged in new charred oak barrels. I mean, like, is it supposed to be another way? And then uh, there's a little bit of information about Noah's Mill here, but this thing has evolved over the years um, in terms of the the way the bottle has always looked the same, but they've done different things to it. So this used to have a wax top on it. Wax top, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to bring that up later because a lot of people signify the time periods with the wax top and age statements because it used to have an age statement as well as being you know, the time when Noah's Mill may have been a better bourbon and... To tell you the truth, I've never had Noah's Mill age stated. I have had a wax top one before. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But um, I don't know. You know, as these companies evolve, we've talked about it in previous episodes. I don't know how they stay consistent with what they're offering, especially if they've changed the age and where the, the, the bourbon's coming from over many years. And if, like you said, they're blending several years together. Yeah. Do you think there's anything remarkable, though? You talked about how plain this is. Did we say is this a real cork or not? can't get this darn thing off of here it is a synthetic cork it does keep a really tight seal it does yeah but yeah it's a classic wine bottle it's Whoops. it's so funny that an entry-level or mid-tier bourbon bottle they try to do all these like crazy designs like you know with ripples or with funky angles yeah or or, or, or it looks like a ball or whatever but then when they get to the the b-tac the pappy um <laughs> the the will it high end they're just simple wine bottles. Yeah, they really are. And <laughs> so is this thing trying to say it's it's reached that level? Maybe. I mean, it's it's always looked like this, but it's it's pretty interesting to hear you say that now because yeah. I never thought about that. Like most of the stuff that people really go after is in some very plain plain bottles with right. plain labels. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you can't get any more plain than a lot B, can you? It looks like somebody printed oh, that right. out on a, it's at home. You know, like a home printer from the 1980s. Here's your lot B label. <laughs> Here's your inkjet. Yeah, there you go. Well, should we go for our first notes? As normal, we let this thing breathe for 25, 20, 25 minutes. Yep. It's really opened up. Yeah. I mean, I know I say a lot, but 
in the beginning you had the the one fourteen heat oh, yeah. come through. Now it's it's kind of mellowed out. Yeah, right when you put it into the glass, it it's it had a very hot smell to it. And what I really wish, guys, is that you could capture that twenty five minutes that we're waiting for this stuff because that's where the real conversation happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe maybe one day if we get some equipment, we can. Uh, there you go. Maybe we can Instagram live it for a yeah. few minutes before we hit record on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Everybody be like, "What the heck are those guys doing? <laughs> Idiots!" <laughs> oh, we're right off the bat. You get the brown sugar, you get some of that apple apple notes, maybe a little more citrus, like an, like yeah. an orange. You know, get some nut, I think. The one thing that really stuck out to me is, you know, you get a fair amount of oak. And in addition to some of the things you mentioned, what this reminds me of, you got to follow me on this for a second. So when I was 16 years old, one of my major gifts from my family, I think it was my grandparents like gave my my parents a couple hundred dollars and said like go buy him like a really nice leather jacket so it was like you know something for a greek kid you know you being italian you could probably relate a little mm, bit yeah and so we're gonna get this really nice it's like the two things very, a leather jacket and a, and a chain and a chain yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i think in our in our, our family is a chain a leather jacket and a watch right <laughs> so those are the, the rite of passage right there and so what i remember is putting that leather jacket on and the smell of it, like that hide leather smell, yep. and I'm picking that up big time on the nose. So I know it was a long and convoluted way to say leather, but I'm talking about a very specific yeah, kind of leather. Specific. It's the inside of a, of a really quality leather jacket. Exactly. And, it, and it's and it's hide you're smelling. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. I, I, you know I, I, I can pick it up, yeah. Yeah. You know, that that, that heavy wood note that we were getting earlier yeah. is, is kind of a, evaporated. It has mellowed a little bit. I'm looking at the legs, and the, the color of it is probably just a medium color, not very dark. You know, you would expect it to be a little bit a little bit darker for um, the age range. And that's the thing. You don't know if they're putting, like, 5% of the blend. Is exactly. Like it's low, high end, and, yeah, the rest of it's, and the rest of it's lower proof stuff. But the legs are actually very thin. They kind of fall off the glass. Not very uh, pronounced legs, but pretty pretty interesting. I'm excited to taste this one. Let's go for our first taste. All right. Wow. Hmm. So there's a little bite. A little bite. Not Nothing hard. It's not kind of a short hug for that. Very short hug. Yeah. And, and here's the one thing to make a distinction on. Sometimes we talk about the hug and we talk about how we can feel it. This was not really a hug. It was much like it just went down, burned a tiny bit. Like and there was it, a faint burn, but right. it was not a hug. Right. Yeah. And you kind of just felt it discontinue yeah, dis- down. Dissipated. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be the most nonsensical thing I've ever said. I'm tasting young wood and old wood. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. But do you also taste some Viagra wood? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> There's that old wood. <laughs> Add that to the tasting notes. But no, I definitely get the apples coming through, a little bit of spice. It's almost like... A, I definitely get the rye coming through. Yeah, definitely. It, some, I'm assuming there's rye in this, but... It's, it tastes like there's rye. We right. don't know the mash bill, but it definitely has that. What what you mentioned to me, and this is going to sound probably unappealing to people. Do you know how when you go apple picking in the fall yep. and you go out into the orchard and there's all the apples laying on the ground, so they've kind of created a scent. And I'm not saying it's rotten apples because this no. is not a rotten apple scent, but the smell, the fragrance of just apples. Apple being, juice. And, yes. And, and it for kind of fermenting in the sun. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. the kind of, that's something I'm getting from this. I can't really place it, but... You talked about smelling some kind of a nut flavor on the nose. I feel like there might be a little bit of, I want to say, is it almond or cashew? I know those aren't the yeah. same thing because almond's different flavor, but I'm picking up something. Yeah, there's definitely a, a, a nut note, but I'm like you. I can't put my finger exactly yeah. which one. 
I have a lot to say because this is probably the first time I've tasted Noah's Mill in years. It's probably been, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to mark this by when my parents moved out of their house because when my parents moved out of their house, they had a bottle of Willet that I had brought them that was sitting in the bottom of their liquor cabinet. And uh, I found it. There was only a couple of drinks left in it. And I remember drinking it and thinking that it's damn good. And this tastes not the same. But then again, that was four years ago. And I think the first time I tasted this product was maybe 2012. But I'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. minute so It's kind of weird that... You know this fifteen-year product, and of course we don't know the ratio of all these of all these years, but mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not too dynamic like some of the other like higher end whiskeys are. Um, yeah, that may even be a, a few years younger, but you know it's a single barrel or whatever. Is this balanced? I and that's that's actually a really good point that you brought up because I think that's the problem. I don't think this is balanced, and what I think is throwing me off is I'm getting these very oaky notes up front. And I'd expect there to be oak, like for example, everybody chases old BTAC product, 15 year George T. Stagg, 14 year William Leroux Weller, or whatever it is, 12 or 13 year William Leroux Weller. That's going to have oak taste to it. This has oak, and maybe that's what the old product is, but it's like, a, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like a, kind of a mess. So when you think about it, like this is the third Willet product we've tasted over the course of the podcast. And so I'll jog your memory here and you can tell me what you remember. Um, we've tasted the Willet pot still pretty early on. That's a two big thumbs uh, down. <laughs> yeah. As you guys know, it's become like the butt of uh, most of our jokes, right. uh, the pot still. And so we apologize, but we got to stay true to who we are. <laughs> then the other one we had was the Willet blackened rye. Which, if memory serves me correctly, we all really liked that one. Surprisingly, we liked it. Yeah, we thought it was going to be a gimmick, gimmick, but but we really liked liked it. it. And so now we're here with um, tasting this bottle, which is a Willet product, but I'll tell you probably, you know, 70% of regular bourbon drinkers out there that might just be learning about the spirits probably would not recognize this as being something Willet because it doesn't say Willet anywhere on it except for the back. The back, yep. Um, and I didn't used to say that for the longest time. So, you know, going off what you just said about what we've tried and the wide age of this bottle, are we nervous there's pot still in this? Oh, there has to be. And when you say that, I mean, is, is that what's, is that what's keeping, cause when we're, we're tasting it, the palate, you know, I'm not getting much, you know, we get a couple things, but you know, for what you would think there's 15 year stuff in here, you would think there'd be more developing, more yeah. coming through with every flavor, more letting, you know, getting air and, and breathing. But I'm getting what I'm getting and nothing more. Do you think there could be pot still? Oh, I think so. In this? Yes. I mean, 100%. When you when you look at it, so Willett's got all these products now. They have their regular family estate stuff, which is mostly single barrel. Then they have pot still. They got old Bardstown. They got Rowan's Creek. They got Johnny Drum, uh, Pure Kentucky. Um, all these different labels, and they have to be at this point in time. A lot of these products, when they started out, they were all source products. They weren't distilling anything there until 2012. You got to remember that. That's crazy to think of. Yeah, that's just crazy. You you think it's been around for like ever, and then, yeah. and you're talking like you know oh, less yeah. than ten years. Oh, I know, but that's <laughs> the thing. And the name that they have, right? Did you see what their barrel went for in the charity auction? The Willet uh, Private Select Barrel was that the the thirty grand. 
No, no, oh, no, the, no, no. The, the pri- oh, was it the 400? 400, yeah. 400, $1? Yeah, yeah, 411, I think it was 411,000. Oh, okay. And then they went and doubled down and said the second highest bid could get a barrel too. So they did two like 19-year-old single barrel, I believe, wow. and raised $800,000 for charity, man. So they, they kicked some butt up there and mad good respect. For them. Good but, yeah, for them. but when it comes to like... And, good, and, good, and, and hands down to the, those people that put up that money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. That's that's amazing. And when it comes to uh, to, to thinking about their products that they have there, since they have all their own distillate and they still have some old barrels there, they have to be walking like a little bit of a delicate balancing act when they're batching this kind of stuff and putting it together. So there's going to be stuff that overlaps. There has to be. So, yeah. So these people bought the... So it's 400000 they paid for... A, a barrel, correct? Not a bottle. Yeah, it was a barrel of nineteen years. So nineteen years. There's so, a lot of angels share in that. Yeah, there could so, be little so hundred bottles. Let's we'll go with a hundred bottles. Yeah, so that's four grand per bottle. Yeah, and so that comes down to two hundred and thirty-five dollars a pour. <laughs> and that's just at a private home. at home. <laughs> that's not it. Malone's, we're balling. Tony's, Jeff Ruby's. Yeah, that's going to be a five hundred five hundred dollar pour if you <laughs> even if you get a chance to buy that. Like see that on the menu. Yeah, but you know what's amazing about that? And I know that we we joke. We're talking about Noah's Mill tonight. We talk about the pot still before. And we joke about what we like and don't like. But the fact that they got that per bottle, the only other auction that came, I mean, per barrel, the only other auction that came close was Four Roses for, uh, I think, a 20-year private select was like 300 and some thousand. So Is that the same bottle? Is that the same thing that was just released that people paid 184? Uh, yes, but I think that, that they, they just oh, called it, bo- it... It was a barrel? Yeah, it's a barrel of premium age. Okay. Um, so it's like them being someone being able to do a private selection of the stuff that's, that just came out totally, of the That's totally awesome. I was just wondering if it was yeah. the same thing that people just bought. Yeah, but you think about it, though. Will, it took the cake, man. They wait, they, they raised the most money um, no doubt. in that, that charity auction, which raised $3.5 I think, for Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Just that uh, charity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, that just that one. Yeah, that's it's insane. So... One thing I want to pivot to talking about is: Have you ever tried this before tonight? No. Um, like I've said, I, I've passed it so much, and I've always kind of, you know, I've not been afraid to pull the trigger, but yeah. you know, it was kind of curious. And I always heard, you know, I, I always got the names mixed up, and so I would, when I was talking with people, I always forget which one's better, which one's more expensive versus the cheaper one. Yeah. But yeah, I've always wanted to try it. Never have until now. Well, I will say this: um, I, I tried it back this first of all i think i've already said this but if i didn't say it already i think this released in the mid 90s for the first time 15 year age statement i think by the time the late 2000s rolled around they had rolled the age statement off the bottle and they had been going with something that said don't we love that yes yeah but i mean you can't that stuff's not around forever right that that age juice and so when I had it, the first time I had it was probably, like I said, 2012. It had a wax top on it. And I remember the reason that my wife bought it, she bought it for me as a birthday gift, was because she went to the store naively looking for high-end bottles. And one of the ones that we wanted to find was Black Maple Hill, which was something that Kentucky Bourbon Distillers did way back when. And it was supposed to be some amazing stuff. Well, they said, you know, we don't have Black Maple Hill anymore, but we have Noah's Mill and the age and everything is pretty comparable in terms of what goes into the bottle. And so she talked to the liquor barn person or whoever it was at the time and uh, ended up getting me this bottle. And 
I liked it so much. I think that, you know, it took me a lot longer to drink a bottle back then, but I think I did replace it maybe once or twice. And then I, I took a long drought from this bottle for a long time. So Anthony, would you pass, try, or buy on Noah's Mill bourbon? Yeah, this, uh, this is interesting one for me tonight because as I just told you guys, I have bought this bourbon before and I've rebought the bourbon before, but we're talking about the stuff that's on the shelf right now. If you are anywhere, I think this has pretty wide distribution in the country. You can walk into your liquor store and you can find this. And so if you do that, what are you doing? And I think all things considered, it's a nice sip. It's still a little bit incomplete to me, a little bit rough. Like it doesn't remind me of what I loved about it back when I first bought it. And so, but I I don't necessarily want to throw it away. So I think I would solidly be a try on this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on most of this. Like, I think the nose, once it opened up, was it's pretty awesome. Lots of, lots there. Yeah. The palate was real tame, mm-hmm. um, not very dynamic. The way I was kind of expecting, you know, some of the higher age stuff in this bottle to maybe express itself. Yeah. But I'm pretty happy with it overall. Uh, I'm definitely uh, a try. Okay. I'm, I might be a try plus on it. Okay. Like if I got this as a gift, I'd be happy. As far as buying it straight out, it's still a little harsh on the back end. Yeah, but I would definitely, I would definitely try it, especially if it's you're somewhere and you know the bottle's half empty. Absolutely, that thing's, that thing's had plenty of time to breathe. And, and I you gotta, know, and you know that'd be a good pour. Yeah, and I gotta imagine that unless you got people that are trying to use the Willet name, that this would be a pretty reasonably priced pour because at retail. I know we said it's the MSRP is 60, but in most places in Kentucky, I think that you can get this. Do you remember what you paid for this? It was 60. It was 60 right up. I've seen it now. Maybe this, these days are long gone, but I remember being able to get it for between 45 and 55 for the longest time. And sometimes when they run a special, you can get it. So, you know, if you got to imagine of two things, other $50 bottles and other things that are close to like, barrel strength because this thing is right up there at 114 and it's pretty smooth yes it's pretty smooth even even though it's been blended yeah it's pretty smooth i mean other things we tried that compete with though like rare turkey uh or rare turkey <laughs> rare breed <laughs> rare turkey <laughs> nobody wants rare turkey no. that'd, be, that'd be disgusting i don't but know if it's I mean, rare it might be delicious yeah <laughs> would you drink though would you drink rare breed over this um i probably think i would that's a toss-up, I think. Okay. Um, think about other things you've tried, too, like Stag Jr. comes in at about 50-some dollars if you get a retail, Yeah. Um, which won't be Stag Jr. much longer. It'll not just be Stag, apparently. They're, what do you mean? they're what dropping do you mean? the Jr. Is it still going to be lowercase Stag? Uh, I think so. I think it's just, it's just okay. Stag versus George T. Stag. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd still be a, a try, try plus on this. Okay, yeah. try plus. That's good. So assuming that you get to do something for New Year's, tonight what what are you thinking about doing because i know in my house you know with the kids since the kids have come around every year we used to be like what are our new year's eve plans and now we're like if we can get the kids into bed and get some time to relax (laughs) on the couch we're good we don't you know usually do going out with sitters or anything like that but any any big plans you're thinking of you know we have a couple things and it's sad it's the last minute but um, yeah we may just um hang out with the neighbors or, or may just not do anything. Um, but no real plans as of right now. It's kind of weird to say, but yeah. 
Well, no, I mean, that's the life now that we're, that we're parents and, and got the kids to look after is that, that New Year's plans, I guess we, we celebrate and we're excited about the new year, right? And everything mm-hmm. to come. But man, thinking about like, uh, you know, previous plans and how much weight used to be put into that versus what yeah. we think about now, it's like, can't we get the kids some sparkling grape juice by nine o'clock and get them to bed? <laughs> <laughs> I remember a couple of times, I think, I think I, uh, we, we came home from where we were. And we got him to bed, and we got ready for bed. And I think I, I think we laid down at like eleven fifty-eight. Didn't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on the bottom in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat.